0: Or he speaks. First, he's become a really good friend, kind of kindred spirits for the last number of years we've been teaching together and collaborating. Um, and uh, when I first met Dan, we were talking about the overlaps between Buddhist psychology and Buddhist forms of mindfulness training and many of the things that he'd been both learning and writing about in, as a neuroscientist. And to say one small thing, interpersonal neurobiology, which is a field that he's one of the founders of, is the study of neuroscience, but not just of our own nervous system, but the interaction between human nervous systems and the environment. which is actually the way that it works. It turns out interdependence, as one might find it described in Buddhist psychology, there's now increasing and remarkable scientific evidence about the way our nervous systems interact with one another and the environment that, that affects uh, everything from inner trainings of meditation, he'll he'll talk about, to education and parenting and medicine and um, politics and all kinds of stuff. Um, and he's a, he's a professor in the medical school at UCLA. But the two things I want to say particularly about Dan is um, uh, that when I met him, I had this sense that he wasn't just a scientist and a physician, that there's some other thing that he understood. Um, and after we talked for quite a few hours and things, I kind of asked him, I said, you know, there's some other way you, you know, that you understand something about what we're talking about and he described being working in a clinic in uh, Mexico as a young medical student or whatever and having an accident where he fell off a horse and was in a certain way um kind of unconscious but not con- not unconscious conscious but lost his whole identity and sense of himself for a time while he was at the effect of this terrible accident. And then he began to see how identity and self and all of that came back uh, into consciousness through while he was able to be aware of this whole thing. And you know, at one point I think I said to him, you know, people meditate for years to have an experience like that. And you had it, I can't say for free, it was very painful. But there was some understanding he had about self and selflessness and, and the construction of who we think we are and the way we actually are in the world in a deeper sense that's very much in line with the um, deep teachings of, of um, Buddhist meditation training. And the other thing to say is, I um, could say a lot of things, but um, he went back not so long ago, was invited to give a lecture uh, or rounds at um, Harvard Medical School where he graduated. Um, and he, w- he said he went in and was going to talk about interpersonal neurobiology and he looked around and in the back were the old deans and professors from his era in his day. And he said he stopped and he couldn't give that lecture. He had to tell them why he dropped out of medical school. <laughs> he then went back to finish it. but he dro- And he dropped out because partway through, second year or third year, whatever it was, he was doing his rotations and some patient that he was very close to, and the patient's, patient, this patient's family, he'd been tending and caring for, and so forth for a number of months, had just died, and the family was there and grieving, and some nurse or somebody came and told him, and he ducked out of the room and went to visit and see the patient who just died and family, and he came back and he got terribly chewed out by the attending grand physician who he was supposed to be listening to, saying, you missed the important things I had to say, and if you want to be a real doctor and not a social worker, you know, forget those emotions. That person's dead. It's gone. You pay attention to the patient in front of you and to what your professors have to tell you, and several of those kinds of things happen. And so he got to stand up and tell the story to all the the chagrin of the deans there. So, yay, exactly. Um... Uh, So, um, anyway, we have have a a lot of great connection through our work and through our history now over some time and our interests, and I'm very glad he can be here. He's just finished a couple of books on um, the theme of interpersonal neurobiology, Mindsight, which is his own version of understanding of inner mental training um, and mindful therapist and so forth. So, with great pleasure, I welcome you. Thank you for coming up. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Pleasure. Rest well.
1: Wow. Well, thank you um, for that beautiful introduction, and uh, thank you all for coming tonight. Now, in the tradition of the Monday night um, meeting, you begin with a practice. Is that right? Is that how you usually do it? So what we can do is continue with that tradition, and I'll introduce you to a practice that um, I've been, uh, developing that comes from an experience I had at actually, uh, Insight Meditation Society, which Jack helped found with Sharon Salzberg and Joseph Goldstein, uh, in Massachusetts, which was my first introduction to this field. So maybe we'll just begin with a practice and then we'll explore from a conceptual point of view what that practice might entail in terms of the science of it. Does that sound like something that might be good? Okay, so I I am going to assume this is new for everyone who's even been meditating for a long time because um, this is something that just, I made up. (laughs) So, what's that? Oh, sure, okay. How's this? Can you, can you hear right in the back? Yes. Yeah. Great. Okay. She sits from the front. <laughs> right. Okay, even in the back you can hear. And of course, it's a problem because if you can't hear, you won't know I'm asking the question. Um, can you not hear? <laughs> okay, so what we'll do with this practice, and I know there are a few people who have never been here before, so there might be people uh, who've never done a reflective practice. So I'll walk you through it as if you've never done it before. And this is a kind of practice you can teach young children, you can teach older children um, of any age, even into their 90s. Um, and so what we want to do when we get ready is just have ourselves feel comfortable and relaxed if you're on the floor, um, sitting there with yourself uh, comfortable in the cushion, if you're in the chair, just make sure your back is straight. You know, here's the idea just to, to, to get us settled. A practice is the intentional focus of attention. And so even though our bodies for this kind of reflective practice will be still, our minds are very actively doing something. So when I first teach people who've never done it before, sometimes they think about getting really relaxed and they do this. They go, okay, bring it on, you know. And that's, that's, even though you may get relaxed, you may not get relaxed. This is not a relaxation technique. Actually, mindfulness is not the same as relaxation. And when you look at the science of that, it's really really important to notice that they're in fact extremely different and they have very different outcomes. You, so it's an intentional act and sometimes people like to have their chest with an essential, uh, with the with the intention of focusing attention. so it has a sense of purposefulness to it, but you're calm. And for this first practice, especially for those who've never done this before, keep your eyes open for a moment and what I'd like you to do is I invite you to let your attention come to the middle of the room, wherever that is for you. And then notice how you can send your attention to the far wall, wherever that is. And then bring your attention back to the center of the room. And then let your attention come to about book reading distance, as if you had a book in your hands. And notice how you can determine where your attention goes. And for the beginning of this practice, we'll start with the widespread focus of letting the attention find the breath. And so if you want, you can let your eyes go closed, or you can let them go partially closed, whatever you feel comfortable with. And just let the sensation of the breath fill your awareness. You may notice the sensations at the level of your nostrils with the air gently coming in, pause and then going out. You may also notice you can allow your attention to go down to the level of your chest, sensing the rising and falling of your chest with each breath. And for some, the breath at the level of the abdomen moving in and out as the air moves into the lungs, the abdomen actually moves outward. And as the air escapes your lungs, the abdomen moves inward. And for some, it's helpful to put a hand on the abdomen and just sense the inward and outward movement of your abdomen as the breath goes out and in. For this practice, wherever you feel your breath most naturally, whether it's at the relaxing place of the abdomen moving in and out, or the chest, sensations at the nostrils, or perhaps even your whole body breathing, for this initial practice, just let your awareness ride the wave of the breath in and out. And I'll remind you of a story you may have heard that has been passed through the generations. That the mind is like the ocean. And that deep in the ocean beneath the surface, it's calm and clear. And no matter what those conditions are at the surface, whether they're flat, or choppy waves, or even a full gale storm, deep beneath the surface, It's calm and clear. And from this depth beneath the surface, you can just notice those surface conditions. And sensing your breath brings you beneath the surface of your mind to a deep and clear place where it's possible to just observe the conditions at the surface, those brain waves that compose your thoughts and feelings, your memories, your attitudes, even your perceptions. And just sensing the breath brings you to this deep place beneath the surface of your mind where it's calm and clear. And for this initial part of the practice, just let yourself focus on the breath, and as you may have experienced in this common universal practice, when a thought or a feeling or a memory distracts you from the breath, just let that thought or feeling or memory, let it go and refocus your attention to the breath. Sometimes it's helpful to just name that which distracts you, like thinking, thinking, or remembering, remembering. And in the naming, letting it go, returning your focus to the breath. So let's just do this for a few moments now. And then we'll begin the next part, the new part of this mindful practice. Sensing the breath, just riding the wave of the in-breath, brings you to this deep place beneath the surface of your mind. And now I invite you just to listen to these words in the focus of your attention. And I'd like to introduce you to another metaphor for the mind. So we began with the metaphor of the ocean and being beneath the surface. And this is the metaphor that can be called the wheel of awareness. And imagine in your mind's eye a wheel which has a central hub and an outer rim. And attaching that inner hub to the outer rim would be a spoke. And these metaphors for the mind can embrace the following sensations. When we go beneath the surface of that ocean image, beneath the surface of our minds, we get to that open place of awareness, that clear, calm place where we become aware of whatever arises. And in the wheel metaphor, this image of the wheel, this is represented in the hub, This central hub represents the experience of being aware. The rim represents anything we can be aware of. The rim as a circle around the wheel is composed of points and each of those points are one of the infinite number of things that we can be aware of. So what we're going to do now, as we sense the breath and bring ourselves into the hub of our minds, is we'll send a spoke out from the hub to each of the major points of the rim. And I'll invite you to experience what the wheel of awareness may feel like for you in your own inner practice. So let's begin by just imagining around the rim that we can divide the rim into several sectors. In fact, there are four. The first sector, sensing yourself in the hub and sending a spoke out to this first of four sectors of this rim. Imagine that this is the area of the rim where we bring in anything at all from the outside world, anything from outside of the body. So let's begin with the first of our five senses that allow us to sense the outside world, the sense of sight. So with your eyelids closed, if you'd like to just focus on the light coming through your eyelids, or if you'd like to gently open your eyelids a bit, just let the sense of sight become the focus of your attention as you send a spoke from the hub out to this first part of the rim. And now moving the spoke over just a bit, still in this first sector of the rim, to the sense of hearing and let the sounds fill your awareness. spoke of attention over just a bit more now to the sense of smell letting any sense arise in your awareness And now moving the spoke over a bit more now to the sense of taste. now bringing your spoke over to the final, the part of this outside sense area, the sense of touch, letting any touch of your skin to either other areas of your body or the feeling of the floor or against the chair or the cushion, let the sense of touch be the focus of your awareness. taking a little bit of a deeper breath, we return to the hub as we get ready to move the spoke over from this first sector that brings in the sensations from the outside world. And we're moving it now over to the second sector of the rim. And this sector represents in science what's called the bodily sense, or the sixth sense of interoception, here's where we bring into awareness the interior of the body. And we'll begin with the muscles and bones of our face and letting this interior of bone and muscle fill our awareness from the facial area. Now moving attention to the bones and muscles of the torso. to the bones and muscles in the arms. And then focusing on the bones and muscles of the legs. letting the attention move toward the torso, to the pelvic area, to your hips, genitals, and this lower part of your torso. And then inviting any signals from your intestines to arise into your awareness. And then moving your attention upward to the inner experience of your lungs as they rise and fall with each breath. And then letting your attention come to the inside of your throat. And then letting the attention move back into the torso to the heart area inviting any feelings from this important heart center into awareness. knowing that all of these signals from the interior of the body bring the wisdom of the body into our awareness to enrich our lives. I invite you to take a perhaps deeper breath as we now get ready to move the spoke over one more time now to the sector of mental activity, what can be called in science the seventh sense. Here we've gone from the outer world with our first five senses to the inside of the body with interoception. And now we take it another step to experience awareness of our mental life. And here I invite you to try out two different parts of this part of the practice. The first is just to be open in this sector of the rim to whatever comes into your hub. Whatever thinking or feeling, remembering, or perceptions, images, any kind of mental activity could be an attitude, an intention, a belief, a hope, a dream, a longing, any mental activity whatsoever, instead of having that mental activity be seen as a distraction and coming back to the breath, now we do something very different. We open our awareness and invite any mental activities into our focus. So for this first part, just see if you can rest in the hub and bring in anything from this sector of the rim, this seventh sense sector that brings in any mental activity into awareness. now for the second part of this component of sensing mental activities. I'd like to invite you to consider trying out this practice. And if you're new to this, this may seem unusual or maybe difficult, or it may seem really interesting and it comes naturally. However you experience it, Just let that happen, and if you'd like to go back just to open monitoring, that's absolutely fine. But let me offer you the instructions for this part, and if you're up for it, give it a try. Here are the instructions. From the hub of your mind, see if you can study the qualities by which mental activities arise in your awareness, stay present, and then fall away? Do they arise from one place or another? Do they arise suddenly or gradually? How do they stay present? Are they constant? Do they come in and out? What what do you notice from the hub in how these rim activities present themselves to your awareness? And then how do they leave your awareness? Are they replaced by something else? Is there an interval between one mental activity being there and then another arising? And if there is an interval, what is the subjective texture of that interval for you? So these are just some of the many things and many, many more that you may discover as you become the experiencer of your own mental life from the open spaciousness of the hub of the mind. So I invite you to try out this practice now for just a few moments and just see what arises in your experience. now, coming back to your breath once again, perhaps taking a bit of deeper breath. As we leave now the seventh sense of the mental activities from the rim, we move the spoke over one more time now to this fourth sector of the rim of our wheel. And this can be called the relational sense, what you can call our eighth sense. And here, what I invite you to do is see if you can just bring in from this eighth relational sense the experience of awareness of your connection to other people. For example, sitting very close to you right here in this room right now. the sense of your relationship with other people in your life, family, friends, people you know well. And then letting your awareness expand to your connection to people you may not know. Perhaps you've seen from afar And then your connection to people who perhaps you've never seen. Perhaps even to an extended sense of connection to all human beings on this planet. and letting that awareness expand to a sense of connection to all living beings, all animals, all plants, with whom we share this planet Earth. then letting this awareness of our interconnectedness be filled with a sense of wishing wellness to all people, all animals, all plants, to this common home we call earth. And now once again, letting your awareness find the breath, letting yourself to attune to the in-breath, the out-breath, just to ride the wave of this life-giving cycle, of breathing in and out. And in just a few moments, we'll bring this practice to a close. This is the first wave of doing a Wheel of Awareness practice, but I'm going to take it one step further here at Spirit Rock. And as they say in advertisements, don't practice this at home without a trained professional. But we're going to try one thing, just because it'll be a fun thing, I think, to talk about after the break. If you were introducing this to people, you might just stop here and have people take a nice breath and let themselves open up to discussion or just moving on with the day. But let's try this and just see how it goes. We're now going to go from this rim review where you've experienced the eight senses and maybe you'll come up with a ninth and a tenth and that's beautiful. These eight senses are a wonderful way of bringing into awareness the separate and differentiated ways that we can sense reality. Our outer reality of the world, the bodily reality, the reality of the mind, the reality of our interconnectedness. It's all very important and beautiful to be aware of. And now, what we're going to do is take this powerful inner awareness of the hub, this clear and open place of awareness, and direct the focus of attention to the hub itself. Let's just try this for a short bit of time. See what the texture of awareness feels like when... In a sense, you're going to direct a spoke back at the hub and see what arises in awareness when you're aware of awareness itself. And now bringing your attention back to the breath. Sensing the in-breath and the out-breath. Feeling the strength of the hub, power of being aware of anything from the rim or from the hub itself. I invite you to take a deeper and perhaps more intentional breath now as we let our eyes get ready to come open and we'll bring this wheel of awareness practice to a close. Welcome back. So what we're going to do now is um, have a few announcements from Sarah. We'll take a short break, um, and then we can dive in with all sorts of um, discussions. I'll present a short uh, overview, and then we can engage with a lot of reflections. So after the break, if you would like to participate in offering some of your experiences, we'll have plenty of time to do that. So thank you for participating.